Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome today to another episode. I'm feeling just excited. I just got off the call with my coaching group. So every Thursday we meet and I love doing this. It's like, it's so cool to see the progress that people are making and to hear them report back like, hey, we talked about this thing last week. I implemented it. This is how it felt this week. I'm feeling much better. I've resolved this issue here and I'm working on this. And do you have any feedback about this? Like, it's such a cool thing to have a group of guys who are like-minded moving towards the same goal, just becoming better versions of themselves, eliminating habits and patterns and things that are destructive, but also building in new ways of being. It's just, I love it. It's like super exciting. So I just think about all my listeners. If you're in a place right now and you've just been struggling by yourself for a long time, like, let's go. I'd love to support you. Like I said, it's just such a cool thing to see people making progress, just getting the feedback, customizing this to their situation. You don't have to do this alone anymore. So I'd love to, I'd love to help you. Feel free to reach out. You can email me the, uh, the information's in the show notes. And so, yeah, I just, I want you so much to make progress, everybody who's listening to this. And sometimes just getting a little extra help, some hands-on guidance, so you don't have to figure this out. It's just, it makes all the difference. So like I said, I just got off my coaching call and I wanted to share with you one of the key takeaways that I hope will help everybody listening because everybody on the call benefited from the same question that one of the guys had. And so he shared about this idea of like habits and he says like, I just, I kind of keep getting tripped up over the same thing, same scenarios, same situations, and I'm not really seeing the, the changes in this particular area. And he's new in the program. I think this is his second call, second, maybe third call. Because <clears throat> a part of it, my initial session with him, there's an initial one-on-one for people who join, and then that helps us to go really deep on something. And then the follow-up 12 weeks are just designed to refine, to make progress, to make sure we get the rest of what's gotten in the way of them making progress. And so it's about second or third, and he had, and he had such a good question around triggers and habits and situations and how to start to rewire these things. So we didn't keep getting tripped up on the same triggers or situations. I wanted to share with you what we talked about in hopes that you can implement this. So today again, it's a very tactical episode about developing new habits and patterns and helping re-imprint triggering situations and make them so they're not anymore. Because the difference in, in the sustainability of somebody being able to overcome these old, old destructive habits and patterns and addiction, the difference is that you're not fighting against the urge. The difference is you're rewiring triggers. So instead of, so I'll give you the example that he gave. He said that when he's at home and it's late at night, he's by himself and the thought comes in to start to search something. And he said, I just, I, I just keep getting caught up in that, that same cycle that sets the stage to activate your brain's neural pathways to remind you to do this behavior. It's a habit. It's unconscious. It's automatic. Those are other ways of describing what a habit is. It's an automatic, unconscious response to a situation. So could he push through the urges? Yes, that's possible. Is it sustainable? Not really. And so instead of just pushing through, we want to use the same situations to trigger a new response. And so the first thing that I asked him was, and this is, I would encourage you to reflect on these same questions yourself, or if you're a woman listening to this, this can be a great conversation piece with your husband. Because the more you guys both understand what's driving this and where these behaviors are coming from, 
in any given scenario with any given trigger, the more that reveals what to do. So this is what I asked him. I said, okay, if this is the environment and the key to first is identifying what's driving it. Is this a behavior that you're using to distract yourself? Are you trying to escape from anything? Because on our first deep dive session, we did some really good inner work to help him resolve some of these feelings of inadequacy. And so I wanted to follow up and say, okay, where are you with this? Is it is it related to any like deeper level stuff? Is it negative emotion you're trying to get away from? Or is it more just habit? And your body's used to pulling out your phone when you're by yourself on the couch. You have the thought, go and search for something, then you go and do this thing. He's like, it's, it's not in anything that I'm trying to distract myself anymore. It's habit. I said, okay, cool. Now that we know that it's based in habit, there's a set of strategies that can help you with that. So I wanna walk you through specifically what you can do to help re-imprint this. So I said, the, the, the mind is incredibly powerful. And I shared with him this bit of research that I'll share with you because I think it's, it's fascinating. I said, they took a group of three, they took a, uh, they took a group of uh, basketball players and they divided them into three separate groups. And they said to one group, we're gonna measure after the two week span or however many weeks the, the, the experiment was, we're gonna measure how much improvement did you guys see with regard to your free throws? And the first group, they said, I want you to practice 15 minutes a day, every day for the next two weeks. And then we're gonna see, did your shooting percentage increase? They took the next group of people and said, don't do anything. Don't practice, don't do anything. We're just gonna see you know, over the next two weeks, how much does your performance improve? They took the third group and they said, we don't want you on the court, but we do want you to spend 15 minutes a day simply visualizing making the perfect shot, shooting the perfect shot, which means you see where you pick up the ball, you see where your fingers are, you see your elbow raising, the release point, you watch it go into the basket. Just do nothing but that for 15 minutes a day for the next two weeks. So the next two weeks, they bring everybody back, they test their percentages, and unsurprisingly, the group who did nothing saw no results, no improvement. However, what was so fascinating to me was the fact that the group who only visualized shooting the basket into the hoop, their results were almost just as good as the group of people who were on the court every day actually shooting the basketball. So the, the, there's tons of other research that support this. They come to the same conclusion. The power of the mind to visualize is unbelievable. And the effect that it has in our neurology, it's so surprising and exciting because we can use that to help us achieve our goals. We can leverage the system that's inside of us to help us gain, gain uh, results and make progress. And so I shared that with them because I said, at night, what do you tend to do? Like what happens when nighttime rolls around, you're watching TV, then what? He's like, I don't know. It kind of just depends on how I'm feeling. If I'm tired, I just pull out my phone. Or, you know, if, I, if my wife goes to bed and I'm up, I just kind of like, I don't know, just wander around, go to the fridge, just kind of, I don't know. I just, and he just kept on saying like, I don't really know. Like, okay, that's a part of the issue. A part of the issue is, when creating new habits, it takes intention. You don't have to put in unbelievable amounts of energy as much as it's just being very clear 
and intentional. So I said, what would you rather be doing? Your movie ends, then what? Like if you could script out, and I told him, I said, uh, I said, I had an unrelated major when I very first started college. I said, I used to be a film major. I just really enjoyed filming and editing and creating. So I thought like, oh, that'd be cool to go to school for. So I was like one semester. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. But I said, there is no movie that's ever been created that doesn't start with a storyboard. No director or producer shows up at a, a scene and says, oh, what should we film today? What should be our dialogue today? It's all so planned ahead of time it's scripted down to the you know the 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 word the words every every single word is scripted and so it is with us and our habits the more clarity so this is step number one all of that is background to say step number one is having clear intentions of what do you want to have happen instead if you have a habit and this doesn't even have to be related to pornography it could be anything It could be social media use. It could be overeating. It could be going to bed too late. It could be driving too fast. Like it could be anything that you want to see change in. It starts with intention and a clear visual of what you want this to be and said. So when we brought up this storyboard idea, I said, okay, so what would you like if you could script out and storyboard out your ideal evening? What would that look like? And I loved his insight. He said, I want to do something that my future self will thank me for. I was like, that's such a powerful way to frame this at the get-go. What would your future self thank you for? And he said, it's either a difference between recharging or vegging out. I was like, that's perfect. Like such a good way to frame that. Because if you think about it in those terms, you will have such a more empowering set of strategies and behaviors that you're going to implement if you think well what would my future self want he says my future self would want me to recharge so i said oh great what would that look like then he said okay it would start with the movie like i would pick something a show or a movie that would be inspiring something that would cause me to learn something new something that i'm engaged in i said i love that so there's a million different things on netflix and on netflix or any streaming thing just something that interests you that engages you that you learn i think that's a great way to start because that truly is recharging it's not just like ah, oh, i'm so tired i guess i'm gonna throw on a movie and, and like unwind i think that's this like classic i just want to unwind and so many of our unwinding and I, i've been guilty of this as well and it's it's just like oh, i'm gonna pull out my phone I'm just going to watch something and we're all guilty of that. Well, I guess I can't speak for you, but like many people that I've spoken with are guilty of the same thing. So no judgment at all. It's just now we want to get more intentional. So he said, I want to pick out a movie that's going to inspire me. I said, great. After after the movie ends, now what? He said, well, my wife goes to bed and I end up just kind of hanging out alone by the, even by myself on the couch. And she goes to bed early because she has to wake up early and I don't have to wake up as early. So I just hang out. I said, oh, well, okay. She goes to bed. What would you like to have happen after the movie? She And he says, I, I really don't need to be up. I would rather just get to bed and actually get a good night's sleep. So I'm firing on all cylinders in the morning instead of just like dragging myself out of bed, crawling to work, feeling bad. I said, okay, this is perfect. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to take 15 seconds right now and I want you to visualize knowing again how powerful the visualizing system is I said I want you to simply visualize doing that routine and run that movie of you sitting down with her or by yourself watching something that inspires you 
after the movie ends, you just you get up, put the remote down, you walk upstairs, and you get ready for bed. I want you to run that movie five times. So he runs it. I said, great, run it again. Great, run it again. Because the key is that when we can, we can clearly see how we're going to be in a certain scenario, it becomes a magnet. Because everything starts in our mind. And I said, listen, this is interesting to think about, but whether you know it or not, you're visualizing pulling out your phone and you first, when you slip, when you start to edge or however far you go, you might not even be realizing it, but you're visualizing that movie in the very same way that we're talking about right now. I said, it always starts with a thought. The thought is, hmm, maybe I'll look something up. Oh, I just want to scroll, cruise around Instagram. Maybe I'll find something. Or I'm kind of curious about this thing. It always starts with a thought, which for most people is represented in a picture in their mind, right? We see these images in our mind. We visualize, we can, we can imagine. So our imaginary system, unchecked, Will do what it's normal. Will do what it's conditioned to do, and in that environment, it acts as a trigger to remind him of like, well, I guess I could just scroll around on my phone. So I said, you're already doing this visualization process. It's just not working for you. So we want to simply change it so that it's much more intentional, and do it in a way that's focused with what will help you reach your goals. So I had him simply run this movie multiple times. <clears throat> and after he ran it, I'm like, what are you noticing right now? He's like, it feels possible. And I said, yes, that's exactly right. Because when you see it, it absolutely becomes and feels manageable and possible. Instead of this being this really scary and anxiety inducing thing of like, oh, like, I hope I don't mess up tonight. When you think about, I hope I don't mess up tonight, guess what you're thinking about? You're thinking about messing up. You're centering your night around messing up. And it's unintentional. I get the idea behind it. It's like, I hope I don't mess up. The idea is like, oh, I just really want to avoid this. But subconsciously what's happening is that becomes the center stage of how you're envisioning the night going to play out. It's around messing up, but you're trying to avoid it, right? You can't avoid an image that's in your mind. However, you can create a new image with new action items and use the same trigger, which is being alone at home, and have that springboard you into something else that empowers you that you're doing on purpose. Which then again, if it's just on the habit level, on the habit level, you're just reconditioning. It's just muscle memory. And a lot of the work that I do with guys is a lot of the inner work. Because unless you do the inner work and resolve these underlying triggers that could be there related to self-worth or relationship breakdowns or uh, childhood trauma. Like there's a bunch of stuff that could be really fueling all of this so that once you clear that out, then it's just reconditioning. And that's, again, like that's everybody. We all, we all have habits that we wish we didn't. We all, we all can make progress as human beings. Like that's just the nature of life. There's always new levels that we can progress to. And a part of it is just, it's, it's patterns. It's repatterning ourselves, repatterning different moments in our day. And so for this particular moment, it was related to this trigger. So that was this key thing, this sequence of, of if we summarize this. Step number one, become aware of the moment. What is the trigger? Because sometimes people aren't aware and they just find themselves doing this thing uh, subconsciously 
or the trigger happens earlier in the day and they get triggered and then at night when they're home alone that's when that's when the temptation comes out because they've already been triggered by something that might be totally unrelated so the idea is it's so critical first to identify what the trigger is once you're clear about the trigger and if it's just on the habit level what we've talked about in this episode today is one of the the the, the most powerful ways i've seen people repattern it's get clear about what you want to have happen instead with such accuracy, with such precision and clarity so that your brain knows what to do so that when the moment arrives, so, and there was another question from another guy related to this and I asked him the same questions. I'm like, it's the same framework. So let's walk through that together. And, I, and he said, well, it's hard for me to plan for every second because like every second of the day could bring up a different thing. I said, well, yes, that's true. Let's start with the most common one. Like, where do you find yourself struggling the most? And he said, actually, it was the same thing. He's like, when I'm at home alone. I said, well, let's just start there. If you're at home alone as during the workday, do you, have you already considered what you'd like to do instead? He's like, well, I kind of, I've thought through a couple things. And I, you know, I just, I've, I've, I've spent a little time thinking about it. I said, okay, that tells me we need more clarity. So I said, let's spend a little more time right now. And we mapped out a handful of options for him. And then I had him do the same thing. Great, watch that movie. When you realize I'm at home alone and I'm kind of bored, watch the movie. How are you gonna be in that moment instead? So that you wire that in. And in the same way, he's like, I can, I can totally do this. This is no problem. Because again, he's been doing the inner work as well. So to summarize, step number one, get clear about what the specific trigger is. Number two, once you're clear about the trigger, you map out how would you like to be instead in this moment? If it's the nighttime routine, if it's at home alone, if it's when you're bored, if it's when you get in a fight with your wife or a friend or your kids are misbehaving, whatever it is that, that, that acts as the initial trigger, we want to relate to that trigger differently. So instead of visualizing, oh, like screw this, I like I'm I'm just like I'm I'm sick of this. I'm gonna go off and like I'm gonna go watch something. I because I can't stand how I can't stand how I feel, or I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so stressed. Like, forget it. Instead of seeing yourself doing that, it's getting very clear about this is the new way. So once you map out how you want to be, instead visualize that, step into that in your mind's eye. And what I encourage them to do, I'm like, listen, when you're eating lunch tomorrow. Be thinking about the nighttime routine. How are you gonna be? As soon as nine o'clock rolls around, the movie's done, watch yourself in your mind's eye getting up. You're anticipating it. And I said another parallel to this is like, imagine like being an Olympic runner. They are so wired and conditioned to anticipate the gun firing off or whatever they use to make the sound that it's automatic. So they're sitting there, they're visualizing, they're anticipating, they're waiting for that sound. And as soon as they hear it, they explode off the block and they're running down the track. We are no different. It's the same process. It's seeing it, it's visualizing it, it's stepping into it, it's acting on it. And then the final step is you refine your approach. Because your very first idea likely won't be the thing that, like, it likely needs attention. You likely need to refine it. And so you reevaluate it. It's like, okay, this night, how did this go? Did I get to bed on time? Did I do what I hoped for? And if the answer is yes, great, let's do it again tomorrow. How did it feel? Did it work? Or if it's like, hey, that mostly worked. Uh, it's, it, was, it was helpful until this thing happened and I didn't really anticipate this thing happening. 
So now that I saw that this thing happened, this is how I'm gonna take that into account so that if this happens again, I know what to do. So you're basically through the implementation, through getting feedback, you're recognizing what's working, what's not working, continually updating your plan so that ultimately you nail it and that trigger becomes something totally different. And again, like I said, when you link that with the deeper work, you recondition yourself to act differently in old situation in trigger in situations that used to trigger you towards pornography, it triggers a completely different response. It can trigger confidence, it can trigger peace, it can activate these good feelings, things that are positive and uplifting, the same exact scenario. Again, that's the secret. That's the secret to sustainability. When somebody tells me I just I, I get triggered because I feel depressed about this situation, or I get triggered because I get into a fight with my wife, or because I'm bored. We want to take each of those situations, rewire them, work through any underlying things that are like more deeper level. And then on the surface level, it's like, how do we map out our response to this now? You couple those together, you become a different person. It's such a, again, this is why I wanted to jump on right now. I'm just like, I'm so stoked to see the people's progress as we're working together. They bring questions to the group, to the uh, to the call. Everybody gets to learn together. So if you're, if you're struggling, please know that there, like, there is hope. You don't have to struggle with this forever. And so feel free to shoot me an email if you want some extra help, if you wanna be a part of this so I can support you and help customize all this to your situation because you don't have to do this by yourself. And so I would encourage you this week to implement this. Again, going back to my uh, TikTok friend, I hope that this is applicable so that you can take steps towards isolating. I would pick one, pick one thing. What's one moment in time that you would like to see unfold differently and walk yourself through this process and then test it out and notice how it goes and refine it. And I would encourage you as you do this again, like it's so cool. Like I love doing this work personally. I feel excitement when I can pinpoint something, come up with a plan, implement it, get feedback. Like it's such a cool thing to make progress in life. So I hope for you guys as you do this this week, have conversations together about this talk through the things that you're focusing on together. Because again, this process is designed not only for us individually to make progress, but also to make progress in their relationship and communication is obviously such a huge part of this. Okay, I hope that was helpful. And for any of the men who are listening, I want to invite you to join if you're looking for some extra support and tools and help implementing these uh, tools and strategies so you can fully overcome pornography so that it doesn't have to follow you around anymore. Go ahead and go to uh, www.facebook.com slash groups slash tools to quit. And the link is going to be here in the uh, show notes as well. So I look forward to watching you guys make progress and really overcome this addiction, get this problem out of your life, restore your relationship so you can actually move forward and leave all of this behind you in a way that there's actually closure. <laughs>